This is the show that uh, that does things that other podcasts are scared to do. Adam, are you ready for us to call this meeting to order? Hells yeah, in the most professional way possible. Always. We were lucky enough to have Derek Glasscock attend our last meeting. He cleared his schedule and made time for us. Derek, of course, is the host of the Wild Pitch podcast. He's also the co-host of the Pop-Up Filmcast. He entertained us with a discussion of Mickey Rooney's Potato Fantasy Family Restaurant. He also took a shot at Keith Gala, his co-host on Pop-Up Filmcast over Keith's potato salad debate. Correct. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I think we both felt badly about that. I didn't feel bad about that. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to be honest. Okay, so I felt badly about that. (laughs) So we thought it was only fair to let Keith come on the show to defend himself. So, Adam, would you like to add him to our meeting? Yes. Caller on the line, would you please enter your conference call password? This is how I talk. Yes. Let's welcome the other co-host of the Papa Filmcast, Keith Gala. Welcome, friend. Mr. News Quick Hits himself. What is up? (laughs) (laughs) That should have been my password was Quick Hits. Uh, Hello, gentlemen. (laughs) Welcome to the show, good friend. I I also think it's good that you guys have brought me on so that I could clear the air about Quick Hits as well if I really need to also. (laughs) I. Well, I, 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 bad news. I didn't allow for any time of that time for that in our agenda. But if we really oh. need to, we'll we'll we don't have time. Unfortunately, we don't have time for that. Oh man! See, everybody, it's a victim. Everybody's a victim of we just don't have enough time to get to it. Yeah, I, I understand how you feel every single every single time now. Yeah, <laughs> it's really frustrating, you know. But I do want to say this about about your show, Keith. You just released episode fifty of the Pop Up Filmcast. <laughs> yes, we did. Amazingly. Yeah, and in just about a week, you're going to hit your one-year anniversary. Uh, yeah, we are going to uh, the first couple days of October. That'll be our uh, one-year anniversary. We just recently recorded our last uh, pair of episodes for season one. And uh, then we'll see what season two has in store for uh, the, the wild bunch over at Pop-Up Filmcast. But actually, Keith, there's one more other thing specifically related to your show that I wanted to address with you. Sure, sure. I was listening to episode 50, and I heard you guys talk about peop- the people that had been on, the, on your show a certain number of times, Yes, and you revealed that I, I am tied for second for the most appearances on the pop-up film cast. I do believe so. The reason I bring it up is because I'd like to invite myself back on your show another couple of times to make sure that one, that I hold second place by myself, and two, <laughs> I need to keep coming back on your show so that no one catches up to me. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. Yeah. Okay. I know when you were on, the the one time you were on, uh, when we did our, our Scooby-Doo-based episode, you actually came up with your own topic for a future episode. Uh, so you're definitely in for at least one more. Yes. That makes me very happy. Okay. Well, then let me know. I, I, just like you cleared your schedule for, for today's meeting, I will clear my schedule so that I can maintain sole possession of second place for appearances on your show. Fair enough. Excellent. Okay. Well, with that, gentlemen, are you ready to get started on today's agenda? I cannot wait. Okay. It's the only reason I'm not asleep yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I wanted to kick off things first by recognizing our top contributors to our show Facebook group, the Gravity Beard Interns. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do a top 10 countdown of the most frequent contributors to our group. Are you ready? Yes. I look forward to this, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. So coming in at number 10 is a recent guest on Gravity Beard, Corey McCord or Science McScience Face. Hey, Science McScience Face has been stepping up in a big way recently. He really has. I mean, he, not, not once, just ever since group. he's joined. Yeah, ever since he's joined, he's been like on it. He's been on a couple of episodes recently and I really appreciate it. Okay, so number nine, Kelsey Jane. Always a classic. Yep. She's been a huge contributor to the show for a long time. Number eight, Vanessa York, one of our friends from across the pond. Yeah. She's awesome. Number seven is you, Adam. I'm number seven? Yeah, you come in at number seven. I got to like step up my game here. Seven, while it is one of my favorite numbers, is not where I want to be in the charts. That's, that's, those are rookie numbers. Yeah, I'd like to see you at least break the top five. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> it's Slacker. dumb. It's I dumb. Know, what an idiot. Number six is Luke Umshide, who I'm surprised he's actually not a little higher because Luke's been real active in the group, and we appreciate that. Yeah. And breaking into the top five is... Jim Weir, who I know is one of both of one of our favorites. Yeah, he is the modern day Texas version of the most interesting man in the world. He really is. And I could say so personally because I've known him for a long, long time. Number four is Carrie McGinnis, founder of Blazing Caribou Studios. Thank you, Carrie. Oh, I'm either 11 or I'm in the top three. Woo. <laughs> well, today's guest, Keith Gala. Keith, thank you for tons of consistently great, great uh, contributions. You are number three. Hey, congratulations, yes. Keith. Yeah, I mean, you you're doing better than me, I and I'm on the show. <laughs> That's right. I set expectations <laughs> at a certain level to where people know I could do better, but maybe they don't expect me to do better either because it's pretty good. But you're consistent, <laughs> man. Uh, number two is who I would consider to be the king of the internet, and that'd be Paul Chomo. I would agree with that statement. Paul is all over everywhere all the time. Yeah, and, it's, and, and I would say that he is a thorough interactor. Which, you know, I feel like he's genuinely engaging in everyone because uh, he's actually involved in what they're doing, which is Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he listens to tons and tons and tons of podcasts. He's active in tons of groups. And he's become a close friend of ours. So we really do appreciate him you know, putting the same effort in our group. So thanks, Paul. I recently what, uh, made him a friend of on Facebook. I, he sent a friend request and I accepted, begrudgingly, but I accepted. And indeed. he uh, honestly, like between stuff for the gravity beard interns and stuff from his feed it's like 90 percent of what i see now and uh and it's all very entertaining oh it is it really is yeah 100 percent. yeah he doesn't uh he doesn't waste his time online i'll say that no i i, I would agree with that 100 percent. would either of you like to guess who our top contributor is in the gravity beard interns facebook group okay does it have anything to do with food yeah as i say it's got to be tiff frank's if not you, since you're the moderator, I'm not sure. I mean, you're you're pretty active in there. I'm not counted. the The admin of the group is not counted. Okay. In the contribution, um, so not. But then me. it's it's got to be Tiff Franks. Keith, did you have a guess? I'm going to agree with Adam. You are both correct. Our top yes. contributor is none other than the great Tiff Franks. 
What up, Tiff Franks? We all need to step up our game and take your example of interaction and posting. Absolutely. So in the last 28 days, Tiff has 33 posts and 192 comments. Jeezy Pete's. Okay, I would like to say thank you to her because yesterday I got into a discussion with my in-laws about food, like, you know, from the 60s and 50s, 60s and 70s in the U.S., and I asked them, I was like, are you guys familiar with all this Jello mold stuff? And like, what are you talking about? And thanks to Tiff Franks' post, I was <laughs> able to, within like under 10 seconds, find a ton of horrifying looking dishes that were supposedly served around the 60s and 70s. Uh, and my family was uh, horrified. They hadn't, they hadn't seen any of that stuff. But because it was there, I had a resource and I could give them a visual reference. Thank you, Tiff Franks. You're the real MVP. Okay. So an- another development in the group is that Brisky Cawthon, turn of phrases who actually came in 14th on our contributor list. She recently became our pun turn, which is our intern over puns. This has been a good one too. Oh man, she's come on strong. I literally laugh out loud at every single one of her posts. Yeah, she's posted some strong ones. Brisky, thank you for stepping into your new roles. We appreciate that. Okay, let's move on and let's get this out of the way. Keith, would you like to respond to Derek's comments about your potato salad poll and the ensuing debate afterwards? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think he put it as I was surrounded by a bunch of people and they were all enjoying potato salad and I wanted to find somebody to agree with me. That's exactly what he said. He might not be a hundred percent wrong. I don't think I had a lot of people around me, but there was something that I was doing that day that I posted that, that potato salad either came up in the conversation or maybe we're at the grocery store or something. And I thought of it because we walked by like the deli section. I was like, oh, potato salad, nasty. Uh, That's disgusting. And I'm sure nobody else likes potato salad. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe I could have worded it a little bit differently. If you have coleslaw or you have macaroni salad, I mean, those are much better options than potato salad. Personally, if those two options aren't available, I will not eat the potato salad. Um, the only one I've ever liked in my life is a German style potato salad. And it was made by my grandmother who is no longer with us. So I'm done with potato salads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hang on a second. And, and Adam, you can weigh in with your opinion. But to me, you know, the coleslaw and the macaroni salad and the potato salad, those are all kind of equal to me. So what do you particularly not like about potato salad? Cold potatoes is just disgusting. <laughs> That's fair. Because a German style potato, a German style potato set is, is nice. It's warm, and, that's true. You know, and so, and my grandma, she would cook it at. Uh, I think it was usually at Easter, uh, right next to the 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 uh, thing of uh, butter that looked like a little lamb would be on the table right next to it, and it <laughs> right? was yeah, uh, and it was delicious, and I would eat it all the time. But if you put regular like you know mayo, mustard, potato with whatever other little things you want to throw in there, I'm I'm not gonna even go near it and. Here at home, like if my wife goes and picks up something at the store, occasionally she'll come back. She'll be like, "Okay, I got the potato salad." And I'll be like, "Well, where's the stuff for me?" What? Yeah, it's <laughs> only been nine years, lady. Let's get it right. You know, <laughs> we've been down this road, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Okay, so Derek was at least close on the trigger. I mean, you weren't mm-hmm. like at an outdoor picnic or at a barbecue place where people, other people, were surrounding you eating potato salad and just in your ear about how much they loved it. But he was kind of close that you got triggered no, by it No, it was somehow. something similar to that. Yeah, I got somehow triggered by it. I, I'm trying to remember exactly where we were. But yes, something triggered me, and I immediately was like, 
Oh, those people, the Gravity Beard interns, we like to talk about food. I'm going to, yeah, there's, you know what, I bet you this is at least 50 50. No, it wasn't. I should have never even <laughs> thought it would be that close. <laughs> so you really thought that, that at least our listener group would, would be pretty evenly split on their potato salad opinions? I mean, it's one of very few foods that I don't like. So, yeah, okay. I, I guess I would have thought that <laughs> okay. maybe it was just a, a very polarizing thing. And it wasn't, you know. When you're in third place overall, some of your posts don't hit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a you're a volume shooter. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's stay on the food page with another d- debate that got fairly heated. Adam, yes, this began when you posted a video of Gordon Ramsay. Yes, and then Carrie McGinnis posted a picture of a pizza that was made to look exactly like a pineapple. Yes, that stirred things up even more. As a result of those two posts, I felt like a poll was in order because, yes. you know, because that's how we sort things out. Yeah. That's the same thing as saying this is how I talk, but in debate solving form. Yes. If you mm-hmm. if you want to end end a conversation or a debate, you have to instigate a poll. So that's what I did. Right. Here, right. Are the poll, here are the poll results. 25 to 16 in favor of those who like pineapple on pizza. Okay. Now, Adam, you voted against... Keith, you I and did. I were on the majority side, and therefore, as Adam knows very well, we, we are the winners of this debate. <laughs> Another Eli Manning victory. Nope. <laughs> We've already dealt with this. I mean, it's, it's nice in the gravity beard when the majority of the people vote for something that wins, unlike the rest of, you know. Adam doesn't fully understand. I think he does fully understand. He just still has trouble admitting but a winner is determined when you're on the majority <laughs> side of things. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I, I'm very well aware of how a win occurs. I just want to point out, though, that like I really feel that people like these types of foods because they don't know any better. Okay. The pineapple, however, a warm pineapple, much to your cold potato, unless it's like a grilled side should not be mixed in with the savory dishes. It just doesn't go. The texture is all wrong. The, the, the flavors clash, but because it's quote unquote exotic and has the word Hawaiian in it, people think they're supposed to like it. Hot take for you. Ooh, <laughs> a, a, a pineapple and ham pizza. If done correctly is probably my favorite pizza. Ooh, oh, that, no, is a, that is a very hot take in this particular conversation. Well, and I'm going to rebut that. I recently learned that the thing to do is get rid of the ham and get pepperoni. Ooh. So a pineapple and pepperoni. And then, you know, I like a little of the uh, the banana peppers maybe thrown on there as well for a little extra flavor with it. But, like, I really like... So that, that um, sounds like a better combination. So it's the one I will go for the most. And now I need to find some place that will serve this new variation that I have. We got to get better guests on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like a nice slice of cheesecake on the side. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> I, recently went out, I recently went out to eat with my family. And the place we went, <laughs> they had an entire like uh, like a dessert cooler. And there must have been like six or seven cheesecakes. And I was like, oh, Adam would love this place. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all fraught with like deception. That is what that glass you know, or that container was, that frozen. It's just deception and lies and sadness. Keith, was there any kind of willpower that you had to use to not take a picture of that and post it in the group right away? 
Yes, yes. It, uh, mostly the fact that my battery was very low. <laughs> <laughs> See, Karma knew that that was not supposed to be online. <laughs> okay, Adam, at least before we move on, you have to admit that even in this very discussion, the majority is for pineapple on pizza. I mean, yeah, it's the same, the same majority as it was the last time, whereas people don't know what's good for them. <laughs> hey, Keith, can I introduce you to Adam, my friend who's the sorest loser of anybody I've ever met? <laughs> uh, hey, look, I've been, I've been biting my tongue about losing uh, the, the potato salad thing for like, you know, two weeks now. So it's just, it's... Yeah, everyone's thinking it. I just said it. <laughs> okay it took a lot at the store the other day walking through the deli section not to just knock over all the potato salads <laughs> gosh darn gravity beard <laughs> you come home and like <laughs> beat the wall i just can't take it anymore um, i will say though that the justification of a cold potato makes a lot of sense like i, I can understand how that would be because i don't like gazpacho i don't like cold tomato soup well, that, that's just ridiculous, too. Like, Agreed. that's not a thing. That's not whoever came up with that. Just their oven didn't work one day and they tossed <laughs> it off. That is that's another another example. Yeah, that was not inventing a delicacy. That was resourcefulness. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this post by Dave from Cleveland, but he felt like there was so much tension in the group from the pineapple on pizza debate that the only thing that could bring <laughs> us all back together was what he called Aussie wind and fire. And this yes. was this. Did you guys see this? I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Oh, it is. So this is a music video mashup between Ozzy Osbourne and Earth, Wind & Fire. And I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's kind of long, but I wanted to, to treat the listeners to this mashup. I really, really enjoy that. So that is, it's it's such a, a hard thing because I really enjoy both of those songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I hate when I don't hear, do you remember? <laughs> you know, but then I was like, oh, but it's Ozzy. Hooray. I just think it's so cool that you could take two songs written at different times and in two, two totally different musical categories and overlay them like that and come up with something. Yeah, the internet right now has done some phenomenal mashups, and I think this is just another example of people's creativity and genius when it comes to like making the world a better place musically. I agree. I think it's amazing that somebody has this much free time. Oh, like, that is I'm an sure. even better point for sure. This one and like when people take like the uh, they'll do the songs, but they'll like 
take clips from movies and it's like you know a bunch of people like with like one or two words in a row and they clip them all together so it looks like an entire cast is singing a, a, some like popular song and i'm yes. always like where do you like who has this what do you do all day i, I it, it baffles me agreed agreed yeah. i don't know where they get all their free time but i'm certainly glad they have it and they're using it in this way totally agree. oh absolutely yeah well, and it actually turns out it is exactly what we needed to heal the wounds from the pineapple on pizza debate because things really seem to calm down after that. So thanks, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you saved the day. He really did. Keith, you're in the top of the list, in my opinion, when it comes to posting the widest variety of outstanding com- content in the group. A couple Excellent. of weeks ago, you started a thread of cover songs and followed up with actually a Spotify playlist. You've, you've posted great movies and other great music, but I want to visit the place where you began, and that's the intern library. <laughs> Ye old librarian Keith. Yes. You started with books in the intern library, and you, you added very quickly music and movies and other things, other parts of pop culture. But you've posted many hilarious book titles. And your most recent one is probably my favorite. It was a double assignment. Do you remember what it was, Keith? Uh, was that um, the eating uh, raise your raise your IQ by eating children and how not to eat people or something like that? I think that was the, the other one. That's close. The first title was how to raise your IQ by eating gifted children. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the other one was eating people is wrong. That's right, representing the counterposition. Eating people is wrong. <laughs> that sounds like the Simpsons thing. It's like how to cook for humans. It's like how to cook forty humans, <laughs> <laughs> right? From the Halloween episode, <laughs> blow away. That's right, blow away a little space dust there. <laughs> I forget what the original book that I started with, but I was like, oh, this is funny, and this would seem like it's something that would be. Um, like if you had like an intern an intern program that like okay here's required reading that we would make people read um you know and stuff like how to avoid work or anybody can be cool but awesome takes practice <laughs> every time i read your book titles i keep that in mind that these are required reading for incoming interns and that just makes me laugh mm-hmm. at them even more yeah totally yeah I, there's just so many out there that i that i keep coming across and i'm like this would be like the greatest library ever for you to like, like if, if this was a, a full legit business and you're bringing either interns or new employees and you said, okay, uh, this is required reading while you're here. Like a summer internship, you must read all these books while you're here. You know, so like instructions for strange desires, I think was one of the ones I had up one day. I had one about turkey farming or something like that. So it was like <laughs> things like, you know, if this doesn't work out here, here's what you can find. Oh, turkey management. So, so before <laughs> we move on though, Keith, I want to ask you, which side of of these two book titles do you fall on? Oh, uh, oh boy. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you can't eat people, but the only people <laughs> who really know the the only people who really know the correct answer to to this is the people who probably the first book read the first book and followed up on it. How are you going to know if if raising your IQ by eating gifted children works if you don't eat some gifted children? Right. Mm, yes. It, exactly. It's just empirical data. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Did you guys get this news? Thanks to Sarah Sarah Stapleton, we now have an official sports team for the GBI, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yes. The Rocket City Trash Pandas, hell yeah. Yeah, so now so now we have an official sports team that we can support from the from the Gravity Beard interns. <laughs> All right, I'm not sure if you guys saw this story. It's very sad. Apparently we recently lost the Pillsbury Doughboy. 
<laughs> what do you say we go to the Gravity Beard News Desk for more on that story? Good evening. This is Anna Responda for Gravity Beard News. We have sad news out of Minnesota today. The Pillsbury Doughboy died yesterday of a yeast infection and trauma complications from repeated pokes in the belly. He was 75. Doughboy was buried in a lightly greased coffin. Dozens of celebrities turned out to pay their respects, including Mrs. Butterworth, Hungry Jack, the California Raisins, Betty Crocker, the Hostess Twinkies, and Captain Crunch. The gravesite was piled high with many flowers. Aunt Jemima delivered the eulogy and lovingly described Doughboy as a man who never knew how much he was needed. <laughs> Born and bred in Minnesota, Doughboy rose quickly in show business, but his later life was filled with turnovers. <laughs> he was not considered a very smart cookie, wasting much of his dough on half-baked schemes. Despite being a little flaky at times, he still was a crusty old man and was considered a positive role model for millions. Doughboy is survived by his wife Play-Doh, three children, John Doe, Jane Doe, and Dosi Doe. That's pretty good. Plus they had one in the oven. He is also survived by his elderly father, Pop-Tart. Hmm. The funeral was held at 3.50 for about 20 minutes. <laughs> if you smiled while listening to this, please rise to the occasion and pass this podcast on to someone having a crummy day and needing a lift. This was Anna Responda for Gravity Beard News. Have an absurdly good day. Well, there you go, that folks. That is amazing. Who, uh, who was the reporter? Anna Responda. Anna Responda. That yeah. is awesome. Okay, perfect. So, one, I'm, I thought that story was great, but two, we have a news desk, guys. Yeah, with music, mm-hmm. jingles, and everything. So, that was that was fantastic. How great is that? So, yeah, we're adding to our universe by the day. This is great. Heavy hitting, re- hitting reporting um, about bananas that you guys got. Now you're covering the obituaries mm-hmm. of uh, of celebrities, obviously. Right. The, the Pillsbury Doughboy, quite a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is quite a um, quite an empire you guys are making here. I'm I'm glad to be part of it. It's great to have you. Next on our agenda, don't say anything about it yet. But Keith, you made a suggestion for an official newspaper of the GBI. Oh yeah, I did. And before we discuss it. I have this clip that summarizes the story. A Missouri town named Uranus plans to start publishing Mm -hmm. a weekly newspaper. It will be called the Uranus Examiner, reports the BBC. While many are no doubt quite amused by the title, a number of locals are not. According to the Wichita Eagle, the mayor of nearby Waynesville said that the innuendo will cause public ridicule and I will not be a part of it. Based on the names of some local businesses, it appears that ship has already sailed. They include Uranus Fudge, the Uranus Axehole, and Escape Uranus. Further, (laughs) a website that highlights area attractions notes, there's a lot to do in and around Uranus. The Guardian notes, the first Uranus Examiner is expected to be published in late October. So, thanks to Keith Adam, we now have an official newspaper of the Gravity Beard interns. This is fantastic. And, of course, the name of it is, Keith? It's the Uranus Examiner. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I'm not doing this, you know, my, my normal daily activity of podcasting, uh, I spend the rest of my day actually dealing with newspaper stuff all day long. And so now I'm trying to figure out ways to get any of my clients to add this paper to their buys. <laughs> like, you guys got to check out this new paper. It's... You got a store there. It's got to be covered right. It's the Uranus Examiner. 
<laughs> now, Adam, have you spent any time examining Uranus, Missouri? Uh, every chance I get. If I can throw in one more quick, I know you guys usually got to cut these type of things off. You never have time to do these extra news stories, but uh, <laughs> right. So I took my I took my sons to the local children's museum uh, this one time, and they had a thing where like uh, you had to uh, pump up this thing that would then shoot a rocket, and the rockets would shoot up at they had all the different planets like all uh, aligned up on like a wall. And uh, my one son hits it, and he, bam, hits it, flies up there, and it, it hits Uranus. And I go, hey, look at that. You hit Uranus. And he turns to me and goes, yeah, I hit my anus. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately was like, we're out of here. Let's go, son. We <laughs> Mission so, accomplished. So, yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. You know what time it is now? It's time to get some hotline messages. You guys ready? Yes. All right, well, let's just jump right in with our first message. Here you go. This one's from Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast. Hey, this is Chris from Play Comics, and I'm just sitting here on day three of waiting for Hurricane stuff to actually start. And I'm just wondering, what Avenged Sevenfold song or two or three do you really want to hear Iron Maiden cover? Iron Think Maiden? Get back to me. Okay. So, Adam, I don't listen to Iron Maiden or Avenged Sevenfold, so I'm going to pass that question over to you. I mean, that's a really interesting question because you know, normally you would ask what song do you want, Avenged which Iron Maiden song do you want Avenged to cover? Right. That is insane. Okay, well, let's see. Um, do you feel like you're being put on the spot? Do you want to answer this in the future or are you ready to do this now? No, I'm ready to do it now. I just, I got to think of the name of the song because like, it's not in my head right now, um, but I just played it last night. Um, Perhaps you want to consult the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're listening to continuing coverage of Adam humming Avenged Sevenfold songs. <laughs> no, I'm Ed. Uh, Chris, this is Keith. I'm coming in live from uh, <laughs> the basement. Adam is still humming songs. It's been 47 minutes and Adam is still humming Avenged Sevenfold songs. See, the problem is the drummer for Iron Maiden doesn't use double bass. So, But he's a phenomenal drummer. So I have to think of a song that they would do that he doesn't use double bass which is a little bit more difficult. Chris, I don't think I could name a song by either of these artists. <laughs> Keith, this is Chris back at the news desk. We wanted to come out to you one more time to see if Adam was still contemplating which Avenged Sevenfold song he wants Iron Maiden to cover. Do you have an update for us? Uh, Chris, I am standing out here. Uh, I, am, I am on location. Uh, there is no wind blowing right now. There is no humming going on either. I, he must just be deep in thought. Okay, I've got a couple. Okay, wait, 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 wait. He's emerging from... He's emerging. Yep, the the white smoke has happened. <laughs> are we appointing a new pope, or are you answering the question? <laughs> We're doing both. We're choosing songs and electing a pope. So there's one called <laughs> Almost Almost Easy. There's one called Afterlife. And there's one called... Uh, let's do Bat Country. So I'd love to hear Iron Maiden play those three covers of Avenged Sevenfold. There you go, Chris. We've answered the question, which Avenged Sevenfold songs we want Iron Maiden to cover? That was a great question. Excellent question. All right, here we go. Next message. Oh, and by the way, Adam, I've not listened to this. Oh, I love it when that happens. What's happening, guys? It's Peter yes. Zabilbis. Call and say what's up. <laughs> um... I forgot what I called for. Oh, I'm, I'm calling because, um, you know what I used to like? I used to like when I was a little kid, 
I usually like the public service announcements, especially the ones about drugs. Especially the ones about people who take drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and and this, this, this I'm going to do a commercial for you guys. A guy by the name of Archie Jaramillo. And he did this commercial. This was it. I tried to stop drinking and drugging, but I just didn't know how. I'd lost all control. I needed help, but I was too proud to ask. <laughs> proper treatment. I got the help I so desperately needed. My life has changed. I have a desire for living clean and sober today. You don't have to lose everything. Please <laughs> call now. <laughs> and then they gave you the phone number. Let me tell you something. If that guy was an actor, he's the greatest actor because let me tell you something. I felt his pain. <laughs> That's it, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Oh, dude. Peter DeVille. That guy everybody. just puts me in a good mood every time. <laughs> It's just like man, it's, it's infectious laughter and great and great impersonations. He brings something new and fresh every single time, and I love every one of them. Absolutely. And Chris, you mentioned the you mentioned bucket list earlier. I'm now crossing on my bucket list to be an episode of the Gravity Weird where uh, he calls in uh, because that's great. So I was here live for that uh, that actual call, and that was awesome. That's right. You got to hear an actual an actual call from Peter Devilbus. I only communicate with Peter via direct message on Twitter. And he sent me a direct message saying, Hey, I just left a message and then, you know, yada, yada. And I can't tell you how happy I was when I got the direct message. Every time I get his messages about him leaving a call, I'm like, yes, it's going to make the show that much better. It really does make a difference when he calls. Like everything <laughs> is does. immediately better. It does. <laughs> it does. So thank you, Peter, for this call. And thank you always for your calls. We really do appreciate it. And thank you for listening to you the know, show. I was in New York and I, I suddenly discovered I wasn't going to be able to like have any social time. Yeah. But I really wanted to like call him up and see if he wanted to grab a drink downtown, you know, where I was, where I was hanging out, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to meet that guy in person. I don't know exactly how, how much free time I'm going to have either, but Peter, I'm going to be in New York, I think on December 4th and 5th. Oh, nice. Yeah, if there's any way we can figure something out. If only there was some like line of trains that connected the whole city <laughs> in a grid. <laughs> I know. Well, as you know, Adam. Yeah. What a world that would be. <laughs> it's really more about time. But, but if there's some way that I can carve out time where Peter and I can connect, and Peter, if you want to, we'll try to do that. You know, I was going to say that that reminds me of another like commercial I used to always play with like that sad violin music in the background. And it showed a guy on the street holding, you know, begging with a cup. And you see this mom and son walk by and like, I want to be a, you know, astronaut when I grow up. And you see him look away and inside his head, you hear the voice. Nobody ever says I want to be a junkie when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Peter. Thanks for bringing that in. Okay. Here's our next message. I'm Batman, the world's greatest detective and lifelong billionaire. <laughs> because I'm a lifelong billionaire, I've never had to make my own food. And when Alfred went off to the Butler convention, I had to make my own food. Since I don't know how to cook, I decided to make a sandwich. And since I've heard all these gravity beard people going on about what is and what is not a sandwich, mostly about hot dogs, I decided I'd use my detective skills. So I went down to the Bat Library and I pulled out <laughs> a Bat book and we learned... What is a sandwich? Ooh. You have three ingredients to your basic sandwich. You have the bread, which can be a roll or a biscuit 
or some flatbreads, such as tortillas, or pocket breads, such Uh-oh. as pitas. There is no requirement that there be two pieces of bread. There is no requirement that your bread be cut all the way through. Thus, we haven't knocked out hot dogs yet. You have to spread. Now, I don't know about you, but I like my hot dogs with a little guacamole. There's a spread. Mm, that sounds my favorite delicious. hot dog vendor out on the corner. He uses a crap ton of butter on the grill and grills the buns. Sounds like spread to me. So far, hot dog is still a sandwich. Finally, you have the filling. You can have a beef filling. Hebrew National hot dogs that fit both your kosher and your halal dietary requirements. Interesting. They're made out of beef. That's a good hot dog. You can have a pork hot dog. All equally as good. Not as user-friendly if you're sharing with people you don't know. Good point. You could have a bunch of other kinds of fillings. But they would be horrible as hot dogs. So there you have it. Definitively, from me, Batman, looking at the Bat Library and the fifth edition of On Cooking, a textbook of culinary fundamentals. A hot dog is, in fact, a sandwich. No matter what Paul Chomo says. You heard it here from me, Batman, world's greatest detective. And this is how I talk. Oh. Oh, man. I was about to say, like, this is mm-hmm. a really a really good call, but he didn't say it. And and, and at the very end, he, he, he came through. So I was, I was getting a little concerned there because he made some bold, bold, bold claims. I thought that was a great Batman impersonation up until the end. Yeah, and then it was like, okay, this is really him. So that was... Yeah, so fir- first and foremost, was that Batman? We can definitely say yes. Yeah, and he identified that it wasn't like some... He identified as the world's greatest detective, lifelong billionaire, and that's how he talks. So, Wow. Okay, well, as much as I'd like to respond to that message, it was really for Paul Chomo. Yeah, I guess Paul needs to call and respond. I'm a little concerned because I think when Paul hears that, it might make his head explode. I think you're mm-hmm. right. Assuming that that doesn't happen, I don't have anything to say. I just kind of heard Batman out. Really, we have to wait for Paul to call and respond. And I feel like this is going to be a pretty good, pretty good debate. You know, it, you know, continuing debate. And and this is probably almost as polarizing as the cheesecake debate. <laughs> I'd say it's it might be more. That's fair. I mean, the cheesecake debate did go on for months. The sandwich debate's actually gone on quite a bit longer. I think you're right about that. In fact, I know you are. Yeah. But what am I? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Our next message. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hello, Adam. It's me, Russian bear. Hello. I have some very bad news for you. Oh, no. You have been fooled. And in turn, you have fooled me. What? Russian bear does not like to be fooled. In Soviet Russia, the fool is you. It's simple Russian physics. You fool me, I crush you. <laughs> Listen to me very carefully now. There is a name I want you to know. Igor Petriov Karkarov. Oh, no. He is my sixth name. cousin. We call him the Russian bunny. Oh, no. And he's not oh. cute, cuddly bunny that will snuggle with you and eat frozen carrots. No. Mm-mm. He is like radioactive, flesh-eating bunny with excruciating <laughs> pointy teeth and claws like Siberian tiger. <laughs> you, Adam, are now in terrible trouble. <laughs> if we don't hear 
a very good explanation for me very soon. You are in more trouble than you were before. Dude. Be warned. Russian bear and Russian bunny will find you. We'll be in touch. Done. <laughs> Crap. See, I don't know. I'm getting... Okay, now I'm just being set up. <laughs> Dang it. Chris, I really, I think you're going to have to like erase most of this entire episode. I can't, I don't want the Russian bear and bunny like on to me. I don't, like, <laughs> can you distort my voice some way that it, it oh, yes, this is yeah, something along those lines. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm scared now that I might be no associated way, with this. I'm going to dox you in all this, man. You're, you're totally getting doxed. This is Keith Gala, and, you know, hey, this Keith. is how he talks. Adam can say whatever he wants, but I think the one thing that you can take solace in is that it seems like Russian bear now, as he wasn't before, but now, and now Russian bunny are more than preoccupied with whatever business they have with Adam to be worried about you and I. Okay. I, I just don't want to be like caught up by association. Like I don't need them knocking on my door saying, you know, where's Adam? No, I don't think so. See, consistently throughout all these calls, they've directed all of their efforts towards Adam. So really, it's for Adam to respond and take care of his own business away from the show. Hey, thanks for the support, assholes. Like we're in this together. I'm taking you down with me. All no, right. No, I don't. I don't. Remember, I don't remember being mentioned in any of the calls from Russian Bear or Russian Bunny. You're about to be on the losing side, or or Igor Somtanovsky. None of these guys have addressed me. They've all directed all of their messages to you. I swear, at this point, I'm being set up. This is messed up. I mean, you can say or do whatever you want. I'm just saying you seemingly still have some business to take care of. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know how many more times I can pay my debt to the Russians. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe you've paid the initial debt, but you're not taking care of the juice. But I, f- <laughs> I feel like that there's some other things that they just make me want to, you know, they, they, they just want me to pay. I don't know. I don't know how much, I don't know how much more I can give. <laughs> We're about to find out. Yeah, that's the truth. Okay, <sighs> we have one more message before we. Wrap and you know what, up. Russian bear, we we're square. I just want to say that we're square, man. Uh, Damn it! From the sounds of things, you're you're far from square. Bear sounds like you're fine. It's the bunny that you've now upset. <laughs> oh no, man! See, I know that guy. And the problem is, if he's involved, it's like Il Duce from uh, Boondock Saints. Once he's on, there's no turning it off. So, hey Keith, I don't I don't think Adam is fine with Russian bear because from what he said. Adam was fooled, and he's still got business to take care of with both Bear and Bunny. Mm. Uh, this is all right. Well, this may be my last transmission then. I don't know. Best of luck to you, Adam. <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how that wasn't even the last message. Like you've got more business to attend to. So it's not even like a big deal to you. No, we got We have to move on. We have more stuff to talk about. <laughs> Can we move on? Or are you? Yeah, I mean, what choice do I have? This is my last transmission. Chris, you and me will move on. You and me will move on, Adam. We've already discussed I'm replacing you anyhow. That's true. Hey, Keith, why don't you stuff it? (laughs) Okay, well, let's let's listen to our last message, if that's okay with Adam. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Hi, Mr. Anonymous Pizza Guy. This is Rose at Gravity Beard Pizza, and (laughs) I have a few questions for you about your order. Um, The first is, um, on your 10th pizza, 
uh, you wanted that in the shape of a heart, and we needed to know if you wanted like the Valentine's shaped heart, or uh, do you want an anatomical like with the four <laughs> chambers type of heart? That is a great question. Um, the second question is. Um, for pizzas 11 through 16, you didn't tell us what you wanted, so I thought we could just, you know, um, make those schadenfreude style. Um, and to do that, uh, you know, we do like to cater schadenfreude to each of our customers. So I have a few questions. If you could answer those for me, that would really, um, I think you'd really enjoy those. So uh, the first question is, uh, why is there no rhyme for orange? Um, what happens to a fart once it's released? <laughs> and if you could tell me um, in squirrel language what the square root of negative 18,462 is, that would be very helpful. Um, so, yeah, if you could give us a call back at 321 465 2180 and give us the answers to those questions that would be wonderful and we could get that order right out to you oh and then please include 16 different credit cards one for each pizza <laughs> and at least three or four false uh social security numbers thank you what a fantastic follow-up from the pizza gravity Bear pizza chain <laughs> <laughs> that was i like the 16 credit cards and i think that's efficient you know because in that way it's it's hard to you know get a lot of those charges reversed in case the pizzas aren't right you guys do get a lot of food delivery requests on this show it's very amazing and this is the first time we've even attempted to actually deliver the food i think before we've just said we weren't going to do it well we didn't have the we didn't have the gravity beer pizza shop up yet i don't know if you guys have kept track just on this episode We've established a lot of things on the show and in the group, but just on this episode, we've named an official sports team, we've established the Gravity Beard News Desk, we've identified an official newspaper for the group, and now we have the official Gravity Beard Pizza Place. Can you repeat the name of the gra- uh, the Gravity Beard sports team? Rocket City Trash Pandas. Rocket City Trash, right. We need a logo for that immediately. Well, I mean, there probably is. You could just go to Rocket City Trash Pandas. They probably have a logo, but... No, that's fair. Okay, I want to restate something. The message from Anonymous Pizza Guy is one of my favorite messages we've ever gotten. I've listened to it several times, and it makes me laugh every single time I listen to it. Yes. One of Sarah Stapleton's many talents is her ability to track people down. Well, after the original pizza message was left by Anonymous Pizza Guy, she tracked down his real identity and knows who he is. Did she send him a mail bomb? (laughs) No. Now... Well, then why bother? <laughs> she got in touch with me and, and said, hey, I know who this is. And I asked her not to tell me. What, what I do know is, is a couple of things. One, he's not in the GBI. He's not part of our group on Facebook. Oh, really? No. He is a podcaster, although I don't know the name of his show either. So if he's listening, I have a message for Anonymous Pizza Guy. I don't want to know who he is yet. For now, I just want more audio gold. Anonymous Pizza Guy, I want to see if you can follow up your genius pizza order with something else. Wouldn't you love to see if Anonymous Pizza Guy can follow up his original call with something else? Like, where is he going to go with this? Yeah, I know. He started at the top. Yeah, I really want to see if he can come up with something else. And how many businesses is he going to make us like start if he keeps coming up with something? <laughs> That's a great point. 
His first call resulted in us starting a pizza place. Who knows what could come after this? I'll be honest. <laughs> like a Chinese food order sounds like it would be really like right up his alley. Absolutely. All right. Well, Keith, thanks for attending today's meeting. Hey, no problem. Thanks for the donuts and coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go, Keith, describe Pop-Up Filmcast for our listeners and tell us where we can find it. Oh, uh, oh boy. I wish I could describe it. Uh, it is a, uh, it's a movie podcast where technically we fabricate fictitious film festivals and movie marathons, but I, we're, really, we're just not your, your average, everyday movie podcast is what it's come down to. Um, it's a lot of ridiculousness. You can find us, uh, Pop-Up Filmcast, we are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, our home is Podbean. You know, you can check us out on Twitter. It's at Papa Filmcast and, and chit chat with me. Um, new episodes come out every Tuesday. And, uh, like I, you know, we're about to hit our one year anniversary and see where year two takes us. And that concludes this week's staff meeting. If you're not on our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns, it's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. Thank you to everyone for contributing so much great stuff to both of them. See the show notes for more info from my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, and our guest, Keith Gala from the Pop-Up Filmcast. I'm your other co-host, Toph, and we'll see you next time. Later. Dunskies. It took a lot at the store the other day, walking through the deli section, not to just knock over all the potato salads. <laughs> Gosh darn gravity beard. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you, you can't eat people. The Facebook group is fantastic. It is an, an amazing outlet for me um, for things that I just, like, my wife doesn't want to hear me talk about. <laughs> this is what we do here, man. This is just a normal day in the it office. It is what we do. <laughs> from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. No one ever says, I want to be a junkie when I grow up. 